You're listening to Starshot, a Genesis actual play podcast. I'm Kirby, your host and game master, and this is Zed Chapter 2. So where we last left off, Zed was holding on to, I believe, two of the uh, inspection team members um, as you were kind of grab blocked onto the deck, or uh, yeah, the metal plating of the aspiration. A huge breach has opened up a uh, hole into the aspirations bridge, and you managed to kind of duck away into uh, the corridor that is right outside the bridge there. Uh, still, as the atmosphere begins to vent out into space, uh, the suction is causing uh, those that are not maglev down, which are basically the inspection team, uh, to fly or not fly, but rather, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, I just want to yeah. chime in with yeah. one thing. I believe I said that I also had the blast doors closed behind me when we left the bridge. Mm. Okay. Um, so I thought that when you said that you were... <clears throat> yeah. Well, at least that's what I would have hoped. Let, let's say I uh, put in an order to close the blast doors. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and just spend a story point to say that for whatever reason, the blast doors aren't closing. I think this kind of circles back to your new talent that you have, uh, where you now that you're like accessing the system, you can kind of pick up on some. Uh, normally, you would have like admin rights to this entire ship, right? And sending the order to have these doors closed should take a fraction of a se- second. Um, however, it seems like the admin rights on board the ship, like your admin rights, have been revoked essentially. Uh, and I'm go ahead and spend that story point. Um, and now you got both story points in your uh, on your side of the court. So I believe you were hanging on to the I believe you were hanging on to uh, Commission Representative Carol Belby. Uh, you were also hanging on to I think the captain uh, specifically, and you had Doc with you, uh, who was hanging on to the third person, the executive officer, uh, Lieutenant Commander Strauss. Does that sound about right to you? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Debris right. is flying out into open space. The inspection team did not have uh, their Megalev boots on, uh, despite the light gravity of uh, the aspiration. What would you like to do? Uh, my ankles are getting all kinds of fucked up right now, I'd imagine. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And Doc is there, and Doc has one arm free. I assume. Do I have? Uh, are are there any other bioroids near me in this hallway? No. Oh, we established last session that uh, there was a quote unquote skeleton crew of bioroids on board the ship, um, and I think I had uh, spent a story point to arrange it to where it's just the one bioroid that was on the bridge who exploded. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the short answer is no. Uh, there's no nearby bioroids. Uh, okay. but, yeah. And right now, essentially, due to the pressure difference stuff, there's like the interior atmosphere is being sucked right. out. Okay. Now, through my uh, communication of the local network on the station, can I contact uh, who anyone? Who would you like to contact? 
I want to see, I mean, I assume there's a number of Biroids here that essentially under my command to some degree. Right. So I just want to contact whoever I can. Basically, like, raise a red alert and get help up. To okay, the yeah, you tap into that communication network. If this was a communication network being ran by humans or even clones, it would likely be very chaotic. But with the Biroids uh, connected into the system, it's all pretty mellow there are a lot of reports flying around uh simultaneously but your biroid processors can handle that chatter uh so you have reports from all over the aspiration uh there is talk about how when the uh the poor side engine room had exploded there are talks about how there is a third bomb set up currently in the hangar and so they're trying to get the clone workforce out there and there are more reports about how uh, certain uh, subsystems aren't responding to uh, basically biroid commands as you are already experiencing with this blast door not shutting uh, which honestly the blast door should automatically shut as part of like an emergency protocol uh, so is there anyone okay. that you're trying to reach out specifically or are you trying to just summon uh biroids to you to help out i basically want anyone to come come to my aid it doesn't really okay matter yeah is it is it what sort of let's say could i get uh a team of three up to our location could i get a team of three up to our location yeah I think what that's going to involve is uh, not just barking out uh, orders per se, like basically what I'm trying to get at is that there are a lot of moving parts uh, and we're probably just going to have, let me, sorry, let me circle back here. Uh, basically what I am sure. thinking of is that there are uh, certain protocols that the biroids are just automatically uh, responding to. Uh, like there's a hierarchy of protocols and because right. of that i'm going to ask for a leadership role it'll be an easy leadership role so you're only rolling against one purple die uh but yeah uh let's let's start things off with that okay let's one success it. two advantages all right uh let's start with what success looks like before uh before we look at what those advantages might be uh so right away uh you managed to reroute three are three nearby uh, biroids um, reprioritizing uh, their protocols that say save the ship and going down a tier to save your shipmates uh, which in this case is flagging you guys as the top priority uh, so they're going to begin heading uh, toward your location what do you want those advantages to be you have two of them it could be one slightly bigger advantage or two small ones however you want to break that out we have biroids uh that are in let's say they're charging and uh normally they have like a full charging cycle that they have to go through and instead my uh order resulted in some of them being pulled into help out so they're not like full power biroids but uh they, they are sort of like an excess capacity of yeah no uh, that, that sounds fine manpower right. yeah uh, i I will give that to you for one advantage. Did you want to do anything with that second advantage? Um, perhaps maybe the second advantage is that this like this recharging station is nearby, so it will it won't take them as long to get to you. How about that? Uh, this team they stop by the supply stock room and they bring with them um, some ropes or like some kind of safety harnesses. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. 
Alrighty, uh, so you are still standing out into the uh, corridor uh, with the blast door still wide open and the escaping hole giving you a full view, by the way, of the renewed orbital station and just beyond that, the Earth-sized moon that is Janus and just beyond that, the gas giant that Janus orbits around. All things considering, and I'm not sure if your character feels any sort of way about this, it would probably be a beautiful view if it wasn't for all the debris flying out and uh, the fact that the atmosphere is uh, venting out. What else would you like to do? Okay, so I turn to... Who am I carrying? I say, was Carol the main inspector? Yes. He's not only the main inspector, he was. he's also the head of the committee that oversees the, uh, the civilian aspects of the renewed orbital station. So I'm carrying Carol, and I just kind of turn to Carol and go, Are you hanging in there? We'll get you out of this. Carol, who, I'm not sure if I got this point across last session, is this bubbly, always smiling, optimistic guy. Uh, <laughs> does have a grin on his face and says, Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Um, this is not the view I was expecting, but I think I'm enjoying it so far. I sort of, as an aside uh, to myself... Uh, I, I sort of mutter, humans are I'm sorry, weird. what was that? Oh, oh don't worry about it. Well, well, I, I was just uh, putting in some orders. We got some more bioroids on the way, and they're going to come and uh, you know, they're going to come and get us out of this. Uh, so, Doc's head swivels toward your direction. While you were having that conversation, he had just moved, tried moving one of his maglev boots uh, back um, in an attempt to bring this. Uh, bring his person in, uh, Lieutenant Commander Strauss, further into the ship, but he very quickly had to just reestablish his uh, previous footing. Um, the, uh, the suction, as it were, is too strong for him to move, and wordlessly he communicates to you, uh, we only have a few seconds before the atmosphere uh, in this part of the ship becomes so thin that our inspection team here is going to lose consciousness. So I want Doc to try to make it up further into the corridor, maybe get to the next doorway while carrying one of them. In fact, like, oh, like I want us both to try getting out of here ourselves. As Carefully. is, like, you're strong enough to definitely keep your positioning. Um, and as Doc just demonstrated, you're not, you, it would be an effort to start moving toward the uh, corridor and i will like point out that if you can get to a certain section of the corridor uh backing up this way which i assume is what you're doing right you're backing up away from the bridge away from this hole right if you imagine that the corridors are kind of ribbed and they're ribbed because they are able to drop additional uh blast doors to kind of isolate hole breaches oh interesting and normally okay. It should have already done that, right? But as we already established, like the blast doors aren't closing and this defense mechanism is not happening. Um, so I think what ha what needs to happen here is moving the moving back close enough to manually interface uh, with the mechanism uh, to cause the blast door to drop. Uh, so that to okay. me sounds cool. like we're going to do two different checks. One to see if you are able to bring this group backwards, and then another to see if you're able to essentially override the whatever weirdness is happening that's preventing you to from remotely like activating these mechanisms. So there's uh, 
there's a blast door to the bridge itself, right? right? Between us and the bridge. So, and that is behind us, and we're being pulled towards that. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Um. So I think what I want to have happen is so I give an order to Doc. Let me hang on to whatever the human is that Doc is carrying. Commander Strauss, maybe? So I'm I'm carrying Carol and Captain Flores? Was that yes. the other one? Okay. I'm carrying Carol and Captain Flores. I want Doc to place Commander Strauss basically so Strauss can, like, wrap around my legs and, and hang on as well. And then I want Doc to go and hit the manual override on those blast doors behind us. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, let's go ahead and have you do a uh, coordination check. And I'm going to go ahead and roll for uh, for Doc, because it's not just, like, hitting a button, um, unless you want to spend... There's a hole, there's a hand crank that you gotta <laughs> pull. It's like a mini yeah. game. No, yeah, it's one of those bad mini games. For some reason, it's a, uh, it's very much like a Tetris type of thing for some reason. What it is specifically is that, uh, no, actually, yeah, you're right. It probably should be like a, a crank thing. So let's go ahead and have you do a coordination roll um to basically keep your balance and hang on to these people while uh doc uh cranks through this uh manually and uh i'm sorry that's going to be a hmm, i'm gonna say hard uh because you are hanging on to three different people at multiple points and the because you have a humanoid frame that is just terrible design choices all around uh but yeah let's this is gonna be hard and hard means three purple dice uh would you like to spend a story point perhaps yeah i think uh, so So basically you have uh that success cancels out the um failure that you had there uh so yeah. that's net zero but you do have one advantage uh so yeah you fail um in some way let's see i think what happens here is that the mm, I think Strauss, who was supposed to, like, hang on or wrap himself around your legs somehow, uh, doesn't manage to get that grip in and um, uh, begins to fly toward the uh, hull breach. Uh, he reaches out automatically with both of his hands to grab either side of the uh, door frame, um, just as the dock has, like, the blast doors halfway closed. Um, at this point, uh, Carol Belvey and... Uh, Captain Flores aren't necessarily flying in the air as much as I was imagining them uh, toward the suction because of this, uh, but they are still also not in the clear. And right now you have uh, Lieutenant Commander Strauss, who is frankly he he seems to be putting on a brave face, but you you can see the fear in his eyes. Uh, what do you do? Uh, any chance my backup will arrive? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, coming up the corridor are yeah are your team of three biroids. At this point, yep. they have grabbed the gear that we talked about. Uh, I think you wanted like harnesses and, and rope and stuff like that. Ropes. Yep. Uh, yep. So they have arrived, and uh, I think what happens here is that they uh, essentially quickly work to take Lieutenant Commander Strauss in, and the doc is able to finally close the blast door all the way. 
All right. Okay. Um, at this point, the atmosphere in this corridor is kind of light, um, but not so much that they were uh, that the humans here are going to pass out like the doc had warned you about. What would you like to do at this point? I just realized I should have spent uh, that other advantage I had previously instead of on harnesses and supplies, maybe on oxygen masks. But that's okay. <laughs> no, we can we can say that they. Uh... That's fine. Scenario: We we got through yeah. it. We're done. <laughs> right. Now, what would I like to do? Okay, so I want to know. So it sounds like one other blast went off in the station. So there's two there, and there's something about a bomb in a hangar. So I want to head down there and see what's right, going sure, on. sure, yeah. While you're heading over there, uh, Carol Belvy th this entire time um, is having a conversation with Commander Flores uh, about the state of affairs and about, like, they're already thinking ahead about what they're going to do once they've reestablished contact uh, with st uh, Stepping Stone. And you finally arrive at the corridor, or not the corridor, you, you arrive at the hangar. At this point, is completely empty uh and there is a pair of biroids kind of guarding the door making sure that the uh clone workforce that have been waiting to be shuttled back to the renewed um get a safe distance away when you arrive the biroids are more than happy to let you through um mr belvy is also more than happy to kind of lag behind until we make sure that this bomb is disabled. Uh, as the pair of biroids uh, guarding the door informs you, the bomb hasn't been disabled, but there seems to be uh, something wrong. Like, as if the timer it was not set, but is still set to potentially uh, explode. It's, okay. But it is still like a live bomb. I see. Is, is anyone working? On hacking into this thing? Uh, yeah, so they tell you that your security biroid, Sammy, is currently in the hangar. He has made no progress uh, as he can't directly interact with the uh, biroid who is in that same kind of uh, T-pose that we talked about last session and uh, okay. kind of floating adrift on board here because, again, even on the Aspiration, the gravity is pretty much like walking on the moon because um, it's uh, there's no like gravity generators in our setting um, necessarily okay uh, anyways uh, basically Sammy hasn't been or yeah Sam hasn't been able to access the biroid because the biroid in T-pose is essentially uh, threatening uh, to blow itself up unless the proper code phrase is uh, given to it okay and it's just talking to us? It's telling us this? Itself. Yeah, that's the only thing it is saying. Um, when you get within, when you try to, when you attempt to approach it, it gives you this warning. Like it's asking for a passphrase, and if you proceed without the passphrase, it will explode. I want to bring Cynthia to the hangar. Okay, yeah. Now, I want to make sure when we're doing all of this stuff, we are a safe. I don't know what a safe distance would be in this sort of scenario, mm -hmm. but like based on what we saw for the blast on the bridge, I want to be like in the region of the bomb, but far enough away where, you know, we're not standing next right, to yeah. it. If possible. Yeah, of course. Um, so 10 minutes later, Cynthia has finally been delivered to you, uh, flanked by a small, uh, a small squad of security biroids. She 
is currently handcuffed. She is currently unreadable. And when you try to, I assume like you'd be able to just scan her face and pull up like a profile. Uh, her profile is not there anymore. The pro, uh, the skeleton of the profile that Doc had was trying to show you at the beginning of last session. Uh, it's it's no longer there. She has this very determined look in in her eyes. And uh, what would you like to do with her? Uh, I should also note that she has this this metallic uh, net brace on that has uh, a couple of nice little lights there as indicators. And the security team that's escorting her, which consists of, let's say, four biroids, they inform you that she currently has a uh, interface chip uh, that basically allows her to remotely dive into uh, computer systems mentally and you recognize the brace for what it is it basically inhibits this chip's ability to do that yeah when cynthia sees commission representative carol belvey mind that when she rounded the corner and you first saw her being marched up uh the corridor uh she she had a very determined look on her face and she was otherwise unreadable but for a split second there when she sees carol belvey uh she's spits uh at his face because uh, he is still there attending this whole crisis with you and Belvie's reaction is to just kind of laugh it off as he fumbles about to get a handkerchief from a pocket and wipe his face he says oh you're you are a sp- spunky one aren't you carol i i think it would be best if you step away while we work through this situation he doesn't take his eyes off of cynthia calhoun uh, he does arc an eyebrow and says, I think so, too. Come get me when this is all over. I, I would like to have a private word with Miss Calhoun over here. And he begins, he steps off um, to presumably rejoin with the uh, clone workforce who are kind of in shelter right now. Um, yeah, a safe distance from the bomb. Okay. I want to put in an order to make sure that a bioroid keeps an eye on him and uh, make sure he doesn't try to leave the station or doesn't leave the station Which, i'm sorry for who permission. uh carol for carol uh yeah so that's no problem you, you issue that order um cynthia does say something just as she is marched up just a couple feet away from you and she says uh can't believe you're going to let that bedrock scum call the shots here miss calhoun i think we need to have a conversation about this uh, do you know anything about what has been happening on board my station? She doesn't say anything. If you were involved with the people who placed these bombs here, surely you have some motivation. Surely you'd want uh, the world to know what that motivation is. This is your platform. Please use it. Why don't you go ahead and roll Charm? And uh, this will be okay. a post-check against her discipline, which I'm not sure if I actually gave her this discipline, so this might be an easy check. Yeah, she doesn't have it. I'm not sure if I gave myself Charm. Oh, I did give myself. So Charm is a career skill, but I don't have any ranks in it. Okay. Uh, that just means you roll a number of green dice equal to whatever your presence is. She has no ranks in uh, discipline, so she's just relying on willpower. And as such, uh, that means your roll is opposed by two purple dice. So it's two green to two purple? Sounds like it, unless you want to spend a story point. Yeah, I'll spend a story point. Okay, uh, what does that look like in the fiction? Like, how, how are how is this going to be easier for you? Are you 
would you say like maybe that she is actually that the reason why this role is easier for you is because she actually does have a message that she wants to put out there or or like yeah yeah i i, I would hope that i tapped into something that she maybe realized like you know i imagine she is you know that she maybe was caught up in the moment in, in seeing uh carol bellevie who she seems to despise she obviously didn't want to actually engage in discussion about this but maybe upon me sending him away she's more open to talking about it okay yeah oh uh, that works for me okay so were we saying uh one yellow one green two purple correct all right uh that's three successes one threat okay that seems fair all right uh let's start with uh her motivation before i dive into what that threat is i was hired to do this uh, there are forces out of your control here you think that this is going to end with my arrest probably and this is all going to pan out but you'd be wrong there are a lot of powerful people making sure that this doesn't happen do i know how so based on the outcome of this uh dice roll do i know how true her statements might be here when she says she was hired for this yeah i would say you rolled three successes so i'm gonna go ahead and just throw that in there that this is truthful uh so i think for this um threat you're just going to suffer a uh i think you're just going to suffer a strain okay what are your follow-up questions miss calhoun uh is your embedded computer console intended as a detonation device for this bomb she shrugs says this chip has been a part of me for as long as i can remember it's just another piece of me who hired you you should be talking to maybe Mr. Carol Belvey. Ask him about the bedrock. Ask them what the fuck they're doing over here. And she doesn't give you anything else. You, clear, you clearly know more than you're admitting here. I'd, I'd rather hear this, this. I'd rather hear your side of this conflict. She brings her head up. Um, not that she was slouching at all, but she seems to stand a little taller when she looks you in your biroid eyes and says, If you don't let me go that biroid out there and she nods in the general direction of the hangar is going to explode that's going to be your last chance off this ship once that goes there's not going to be an emergency shuttle to come here and rescue you rescue any of us i'm actually about to roll her uh coercion um because you are kind of in this social combat right now um, i'm going to actually spend a story point I'm spending that story point because I want to say like, or to make her roll easier by upgrading one of her dice, but I'm upgrading one of her dice because I think she says it was such conviction. And I think we've established um, offline, I think, that biroids are still independent thinkers, right? That's what we talked about. Yeah. She's not a biroid. She's a clone, Correct. right? I'm not saying she is. Okay. I'm saying that the, uh, that this kind of, her force of will, uh, regardless of how this role go goes, starts to, I guess, plant the seeds of doubt is what I'm trying to go with. Uh, not necessarily in you, though you're free to have your character feel that, but in the uh, Byroids observing this uh, conversation. Right. Okay. So two failures, but she has two advantages. 
I think the advantages for her here is that she is going to learn your fear. Um, that is a thing that should be on your sheet. We talked about uh, making sure that you picked one of that. So uh, can you remind me what your character's fear is? Uh, what is my fear? Oh, failure. That's a good fear. She ultimately failed. Uh, so this threat rings hollow. That is to say that like you believe she is genuine. It's just that you believe that this problem will... Well, I'm not going to tell you what you believe. Uh, you can tell that she is genuine uh, when she makes this threat. Um, but none of you, uh, none of the audience here, uh, the other security biroids, seem that impressed. Okay. Or concerned, rather. I want to bring Belvy back out here. Half a minute later, uh, Belvy comes out. And uh, he, he comes out um, still handkerchief in hand from earlier uh, as, as if just prepping for more uh, spit on his face says uh oh uh finally decided to bring the big guns out huh <laughs> and he does that thing where he like reaches over and pats you on the back as he regards uh cynthia carol i need you to tell me what's happening here he, there is a moment of confusion uh he, his expression is uh he he seems perturbed uh he says uh, I think it's pretty clear what's happening here. We obviously have a terrorist uh, trying to sabotage the the great proposal, the great mission. Simply blowing it up? I think there may be more happening here. And why? Wh what is the bedrock, Carol? A bedrock of... I'm, I'm sorry, what? Would I have any other conceptual information about like what's going on here if you like i mean you could try to make a knowledge society role yeah something like that would be perfect. daunting uh or not daunting formidable and formidable means five purple dice i'm actually going to spend my once my last story point to upgrade one of those purples into a red uh, okay i would want to spend both story points and I, I so this is just like kind of a general knowledge check Mm. Uh, if I'm understanding it correctly. Yeah. And in addition to that, I guess I'm wondering that, like, a uh, Bioroid network on board this space station within this organization, I kind of would imagine we'd have some sort of pool of knowledge between all of us and our, like, interactions within society. And I'm wondering if that might give me, and like, what's Bioroid Wikipedia like? Right. Um, I think if you were on the Renewed, you would have more of a direct access to that. Uh, here, though, I would say you could probably, like, uh, confer with the Bioroids that are present uh, and network with them. So I'll, I'll give you a boost die for that. And again, you're only allowed to spend the one story point. Uh, I know as you said both. Oh, I just want to be clear. Yeah. yeah. Then just one. Failure and a threat. Uh, I think the threat here is... Um, Unknown to you, uh, this inquiry to your da uh, data banks and the and also like communicating with the other biroids, um, unknown to you, uh, basically encodes a private like message that will be sent out when you finally return to the renewed um, to uh, to an unknown uh, entity. Okay, so yeah. one other plan I want to put into place is I wonder if we have something that's the equivalent of a like a dumb robot, like a, like a 
not quite bioroid level robot. And essentially, I want to move us out of sight of the of the bioroid that's rigged to explode. And while I'm having this conversation with uh, Carol and with Cynthia, I want uh, essentially an operation happening where we take essentially the equivalent of like a bomb de- detonation robot that like a SWAT team uses. Mm-hmm. I, I want that to be pushing um, bioroid bomb uh, out of a hangar door. Uh, we We're in orbit, it. right? Yeah, you're like yeah, you're in orbit. Okay. Uh, you're further out than the renewed orbital station, but you're still in orbit. Okay. Of uh, Janus, yeah. Um, yep. Okay, yeah, we could do that. All right, so you reach out to your fellow biroids there. Uh, again, you are there with a gaggle of biroids and make a wordless command to bring out a uh, dumb robot, as it were, to potentially push this uh, this sabotage biroid out of the hangar, uh, hoping to mitigate or just outright uh, avoiding this potential disaster. Um, it will take a couple minutes, but a couple minutes later, that that bot does come trundling down uh, the corridor. There, uh, it looks uh, it looks almost like you. It looks like it would be the step uh, between you and an even dumber looking like droid from perhaps Star Wars. I think right. Uh, it functions with basic commands and is really there as a uh, as to function as surrogates, um, which is something that the Deliverance used to do, uh, or was designed to do uh, back in the day when you were first arriving to this planet, uh, was that the passengers who were in a cryogenic sleep were given the ability to potentially man these uh, dumb robots and use them as surrogates in the event of emergency, uh, which that didn't really pan out too well as uh, you and I saw off air uh, when we played in our uh, session zero, as it were. Uh, but uh, here is one, and when you're... Or, sorry, let me say that again. But here is a dumb surrogate that you can use to... Uh, have someone remotely control and to attempt to push out the uh, sabotage biroid. Uh, so you have Cynthia there in cuffs, uh, also with the neck brace uh, preventing her from using her uh, BMI tool that lets her remotely um, hack into stuff. Uh, you also have Representative, uh, Representative Carol Belby, uh, who appears to be playing dumb about this bedrock thing. Um, and then you also have this gaggle of biroids, and I believe Doc is with there is with you there as well, and so is Sammy, uh, your security biroid. Uh, what would you like to do? Are you just delegating this uh, this task of pushing out the bomb to someone else, or are you continuing this line of question? When the drone has uh, gotten closer to the bomb, I want a report uh, telling me. I, I want a threat assessment of the the essentially level of damage we think the bomb might do to the station. When this uh, surrogate 
comes trundling by. Uh, again, this is like a bigger, bulkier frame uh, that's being remotely controlled by your fellow Byroids. Uh, you do wordlessly communicate that. Cynthia eyes the surrogate, and basically her reaction is that upon seeing this Byroid, is one of fear. That previously unreadable expression uh, breaks for a moment, and she seems very uncomfortable, but she doesn't say anything. Meanwhile, your surrogate uh, begins to tunnel past you into the hangar uh, to do the threat assessment. Okay. Okay. Is uh, Doc or Sam with me? Uh, they are both with you. Okay. Sam, do we have any more of these drones in storage? Could we bring another up here? Sam takes a moment to take stock of that, and he reports to you that there are, in fact, only a dozen other surrogates on board the ship at the moment. Okay. Uh, let, let's bring another up here. Okay. It takes just as long to get another up here, but a couple minutes later, another bulky surrogate uh, droid comes up and, uh, yeah, re reports. Uh, does Cynthia react any differently to this one? Uh, no, not any differently. Uh, she seems to just be kind of keeping an intense eye on Carol, uh, while also trying to just avoid looking toward the, uh, hangar. Again, I'm also assuming that you are, uh, we've already established that you're in a safe distance. Um, I'm not sure if I already established, but the way I'm imagining it is that you are still in, like, a nearby corridor. Like, sure. You could get to the hangar just essentially around the corner. Okay. And so it was really just when she saw the first drone moving into place that she had a look of concern. Yeah. It sounded like fear. Okay. Yeah. Belvi, any words of advice? Uh, do you think, uh, is there anything you think you could do to help our situation here? He smiles, uh, holding Cynthia's gaze for a moment before meeting yours. He says, I think I could probably help if maybe I can... Uh, get in contact with Stepping Stone, we can make arrangements to have a team come up here, uh, but something tells me we don't want to wait that long. Okay, then I tell Belvi, uh, you know, Belvi, if you wouldn't mind, I, I think that would be very helpful. Could you get on that? Yeah, uh, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm not looking to be anywhere near this bomb. Um, he begins looking up and down the corridor. Uh, maybe send a guy with me? I'm not sure where your communication array is. I, I want to keep Doc and Sam with me, but I'm sure we have lots of uh, grunts around. Um, let's send two with him. I want uh, at least one to be with him at all times, and I, I want to keep an eye on him. Uh, yeah, so you wordlessly communicate to two bi nearby biroids, and one steps forward, uh, nodding to Belvi, and says, Right this way, Commissioner. And the three of them begin to make their way down the corridor away from the hangar uh, toward the communication array. Okay, uh, so I want to know, uh, can I do a sort of knowledge check uh, on the computer device that's embedded in Cynthia? Like, I want to understand, you know, she, she had indicated that that's been with her basically her whole life, I think. Uh, so I want to understand what the nature of that might be, how embedded it might be, potentially, can we hack into it? Oh, you don't have to do a roll to know about it. So, a BMI chip No, I, is, I insist. Yeah. I will roll. 
Or All you right. can just tell uh, Roll against five reds. Just, I, I, let's just pretend I rolled very, very well. Oh, of course, yeah. You rolled ten triumphs. It was amazing. And Cole Reinhardt is probably somewhere uh, somewhere out there in despair because you have sucked away his luck. Because uh, he was rolling nothing but triumphs this scene when we last recorded. BMI is essentially a chip that can be embedded in a person to let them remotely access uh, to let them remotely access access uh, computer systems from a short range away. Some people have modified this to have like a longer distance, and of course, if they're hacking like a network, they can of course have a farther reach. Uh, but essentially, it's a, it's a restricted item, like. Uh, typically, the only people who have this item are approved personnel in high command, and uh, Guardians of Eden use a similar device to uh, do their little telepathy, uh, as we had is established um, last season in the off-air season. That's probably never going to air. Is there any chance that uh, there may be storage on a device like this, or is it is it only you know, access other information. Chances are, if she's using this, it's mainly just to do the hacking. Um, it would have limited storage. She would probably have a pad somewhere. Pad is just, in this game, just the generic word for, like, a, a wearable or maybe a mobile phone or a tablet. Okay, and that's not necessarily connected to her embedded device. Uh, it might be. And okay. that's something you can sure. attempt to find out if you're looking to hack it. Okay. I think here's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to move Cynthia to a med bay, uh, maybe somewhere with a surgical center, and I want Doc to sedate her. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we do a cut to you already arriving at the... Uh, medical facility at this point cynthia is uh starting to break her icy demeanor and starting to uh curse up a storm at you uh even as uh doc sedates her well well hang on hang on okay before doc sedates her if she's cursing up a storm i want to ask her what's the problem miss calhoun Uh, I, i think at this point like she's already in her chair um, and Doc already has her, like, laid back, t- uh, and obviously she's still restrained, right? Uh, so, yes, she's laying back. Uh, the Doc pauses, standing over her, uh, ready to sedate her um, on your on your mark, essentially. And uh, she makes eye contact with you the best she can, uh, given that her head's been, like, also restrained back, right? Um, and she says... If your drone gets anywhere near that bomb, it's going to go off. That bomb is programmed to go off unless I'm the one that approaches it and disengages it. Further, if you put me to sleep and I don't wake up in time to give it the codes, it's going to go off anyways. You let me off. You'll be probably rescued by a handful of shuttles and I'll be long gone. And then what happens to the bomb? I disengage it. We don't have to do this. Why would you want to disengage the bomb? Bomb's just my ticket out of here. Please explain. <laughs> what is there to explain? I, I use the bomb if you don't let me off, and if you do, then I won't use the bomb. I need out of that hangar bay as much as you do. Why did you place the bomb in the first place? That's a bargaining chip. For what? There are three For bombs For my placed. safety out of here. 
What do you think? What? What do you where, think? Where are you trying to go? <laughs> That's none of your business. She she actually looks away from you and like, well, she can't really turn her head, but she rolls her eyes up to Doc, and she just says, uh, seemingly resigned. You know what? You do what you have to do. Now, okay. of course, Doc is still waiting for your mark. What what would you like to do? Cynthia, if we were to give you access to the bomb, allow you to defuse it, and uh, let you go, how would all of that work? <sighs> I take that shuttle, the only shuttle that's out there right now, out to the Renewed. I do my thing. You won't ever see me again, and your security forces can just come pick you up when I'm done. Easy as that. Oh, okay. So she's just saying after she'll go to the renewed this is basically like the movies where someone has hostages in which case the hostages is the ship and potentially the crew depending on where they're at and they're demanding a helicopter to get out of here this is essentially what this situation is cynthia really what i'm asking you is how are we to trust each other you're not in a position to really take that gamble now are you Neither are you. She smiles uh, and says, uh, what was one is many. And uh, she just closes her eyes and like squirms a little bit as much as the restraints allow in her uh, in her reclining chair, uh, just waiting to be knocked out for a nap. Can I get a report back from the bomb squad crew? Right, so the bomb squad has... Uh, not approach the uh, drone just yet. Um, instead, they have essentially established a perimeter, uh, removing nearby uh, items uh, that could have been used to amplify the explosion. Because uh, again, this is the hangar and stuff is being shipped back and forth, right? Uh, so if you imagine there are like crates that potentially have flammable or explosive items. Sure. Uh, so, th- so they have done that like footwork. They estimate that they have reduced the likelihood of a uh, significant explosion, but the expo- uh, to the aspiration, but the explosion would still absolutely wreck the hangar bay. Okay. Uh, now, if I remember correctly, were there three bombs? I know one blew up. This, in the, this is the third uh, bomb deck. Okay, and the other one was the fuse. One blew up. And was another diffuse? No, the other... uh, If you recall, we ended the first chapter with a second explosion, which is to say that, no, you didn't uh, get a diffuse. Right, okay. And that was in the... uh, One of the engineering spaces with the main engine. Now, of course, there are, like, redundancies in this massive ship, uh, but still, that's a lot of... uh, That's a lot of damage, a lot of hurt to put on the ship. Can I get a um, damage report on the second bomb? Yeah, so the engineering biroids uh, have already submitted this report, and you just queue it up um, on your vid screen or whatever that looks like for you. And uh, essentially, the port side engine has been absolutely destroyed. Um, a massive hull breach uh, is basically preventing any clones from uh, being able to work that area without the proper without the proper suits to do the spacewalk the damages 
alone in the engineering space uh, without considering the damages to the bridge, uh, which frankly is there's redundancies for that too, uh, is enough to set back this project for a couple years. Okay. Like that, like that explosion alone sets back the project a couple of years, even patching up the whole breach. And then it's just a matter of designing the engine again, uh, launching the parts up, all, all that stuff, all the logistics can, uh, can delay the launch of the aspiration by three to five years, best case scenario. Cynthia, I want to ask you one last thing. You said that you asked me, or you said that you can't believe why I'm allowing Bellevue to call the shots here. What made you say that? Uh, still with her eyes closed, um, she says, you really don't know, do you? Even being this high up, huh? Bellevue isn't who you think he is. On the one hand, he he's a commission representative, sure. And I'm sure he was elected. And when she says elected, you get the feeling that if she had free use of her hands she would do air quotes to do uh good work for the colony truth is ever since day one and i mean day one of this colonial mission back on the old world strings have been pulled and y'all are nothing but puppets moving about at the beat of their drums he belongs to something bigger than anything that's happening right here right now something old something that belonged to the old world hundreds of years ago i think she takes this moment because i think like in character there's at least a beat where you're considering this right where she does open her eyes again uh and does focus on you once more and says uh if you want the truth you can come with me come with you where I literally cannot say. I'm not getting uh, a location until I establish contact back home. Okay, so I wordlessly transmit to Sam to release her restraints. Including the neck brace for her that's inhibiting her BMI? No, no, not that one. That one says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Sam hesitates, uh, basically if you imagine sending you a question mark, right? But he obeys. He steps forward and begins to un, uh, unrestrain Cynthia, who actually is back to her, like, unreadable expression, but you can imagine that she is probably surprised by this course of action. And she is rubbing her neck. She Mind, she, like, without the proper tools or without, like, you know, yeah, basically without the proper equipment, she's not going to be able to, like, just take this off right but she's like rubbing the brace on her neck is like any chance you can get this off to you any chance you won't blow us all to hell we'll see if you're coming with me it just has to be you you and me on that shuttle well we're going to the bomb first well no shit and she gets off up off the uh chair and uh stretches a little bit uh, rubbing her wrists where the cuffs were uh, binding her okay well i i assume doc and sam are armed right uh, they can be, yeah. Just at least with a sidearm or something. At a minimum, I imagine Sam would have like a, essentially a built-in taser, um, built into his hands. So okay. at a minimum, he would have that, yeah. Uh, does you want them to have more? Yeah, I, I think I'd want. So I'd, I at least want them to have. So it's not like this would be standardized, but I would allow, you know, certain bioroids, you know, having the option to have 
you know, the ability to use lethal force. So like a pistol or something. Yeah, that's a rare accommodation considering uh, most Byroids wouldn't have that authorization. But I think with you uh, and your position at high command and your position here on the Renewed, there are probably some allowances for that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's head back to the hangar. Yeah, so really quick, um, were you being deceptive, uh, deceptive, or were you actually going to like follow through and just ride on board the shuttle with her and go with her? I guess you're going to have to roll to find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I could do that. One sec, let me just bring up her stats. Well, let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, so basically, I want you to look at your. I know I'm going to be rolling, but I want you to look at your charm or deception. And if you want to play it that way, you don't have to tell me which one. But your charm or deception is going to be is going to set the difficulty for her. Um, for, wait for her for her to do what? Uh, just to roll to see if you're being legit. She's, oh, yeah. Well, she's tr basically trying. But to I still get to decide if I'm being legit. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, is that choose either. You don't have to tell me if you want to play that way. Alright, so she's going to be rolling against three purples in that case, and you are free to spend a story point if you'd like. How many is she going to be rolling? Uh, let's see, she will be rolling. Oh, can I... Uh, so something I want to do here, I don't know if this it would apply... Um, so, so I have the skill or talent, clever retort. Uh, so what if we treat me shutting off my facial motors as my clever retort to her, like trying to feel me out? Okay, yeah. Uh, so she will roll, and no matter what, we'll automatically have two uh, threats. Keep in mind, um, those threats can still be uh, canceled out by any advantages that she rolls, but like right off the bat, she's dealing with two threats, so that's that's really good. Um, so yeah, she this is going to be rolled against her vigilance, which will be uh, let's see, at least three green. Does she actually have ranks in vigilance? She has one rank in vigilance, so one yellow, two green is what she is rolling with. And I'm doing how many? Uh, right now, because your charm or your presence is two, and we're going to increase your uh, the difficulty that you're doing, basically three purples. Three purples. So purples are the equivalent of greens. Yeah. And if I were to add a story point, that would add one. One to purple this. will be one. Uh, will be one purple will turn into a red. Okay, I'll I'll do that as well. Uh, so two successes, but four threats. Very interesting. So I think two of these uh, threats are going to go against her strain threshold. Um, she was originally smiling a little bit, like a little cocky, as it were. Uh, but upon seeing, like, uh, upon sensing your motivation, which is to say, like, you haven't decided yet, right? Uh, I, th I think that stresses her out a bit, so that's going against her strain. Uh, so yeah, the other two threats, I think maybe we can just give you a uh, a blue die when it comes uh, when it comes to your next roll regarding her, like it, any sort of roll regarding her. It could be like if for some reason you decided to attack her, you get blue die. If you for, for some reason you need to make a social check, you get blue die. 
Okay. Um, I think that's what we'll do. Just a blue die going forward. Uh, so yeah, she uh, tentatively follows. I assume you're heading back to the hangar. Yes, we start to escort her back to the hangar. Um, you know, clearly uh, at gunpoint. Right. And so the four of you uh, make it back to that very corridor that you were originally having a conversation. Uh, you get a report that that commission representative Belvi is in a secured call, uh, has established a secure call with Stepping Stone, and in all this time has just basically been on the horn uh, talking with folks. Can I? Do we record his calls? I'm gonna say I'm gonna actually spend a story point myself. And say that whatever uh, encrypted line he's using bypasses any like recording protocols you may have had programmed. Okay. Uh, which is to say that we are back at one to one with uh, story points. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So you arrive at the corridor. Uh, the drone uh, is essentially just standing in the hangar, but on standby ready to uh, do what was originally planned. What do you want to do? Did the drone we sent in ever actually start trying to push the bomb out in the airlock? All I managed to do was set up a perimeter. Is uh, there so... any reason why it's being so painfully slow at this? Well, I said it was just on standby. If you want to go ahead and just initiate having it push the drone out of the airlock, sure. Or the, not the drone, but the uh, bomb out of the airlock. Okay, so let's continue on to where the bomb is. Okay, you walk out into the hangar. At this point, a lot of the crates and stuff that was supposed to take, that was supposed to be loaded onto the shuttle, has been uh, moved to the far side of the hangar bay, and the shuttle itself is basically this elongated slab of uh, metal, just designed for functionality and to just do the job of transporting both the workforce and supplies back and forth between the renewed and the aspiration, etc., uh, etc. Uh, it is this big kind of clunky thing, probably the size of the uh, the Serenity from Firefly, I would say. Uh, in any case, uh, it is there. The Sabotage Byroid is still floating in uh, T-Pose. You see like there is kind of like a... Because uh, again, I'm kind of imagining that plastic look of the uh, iRobot. Uh, robots as yep. you described yourself and so if you imagine like it's ch uh, chess piece has like this glowing red light that uh, ebbs um, occasionally uh, but still is still there to just tell you that there's something wrong be like hey this pirate has a bomb in it yeah essentially so you arrive at the hangar bay are you just kind of pushing cynthia forward or what does that look like at some point i want to I, I will turn to Doc, and I, I just wordlessly transmit to him to basically head back to a safe distance, and that if something happens to me here, uh, that he he is second in command. He is, he he will, should take charge of the station. Alrighty, yeah. Uh, I was about to say like she she's definitely going to insist that if she's doing this, you have to be right there with her. Before she begins making a movement, she makes yet another demand. She says, uh, you got a pad or are you going to remove this neck brace? Because 
I can't do this with my bare hands. And she holds up her hands doing the little spirit fingers as if to emphasize this point. No, Cynthia, you're going to have to use one of our devices. And we hand her a terminal, a big old clunky terminal. Clearly looks like it's, well, okay, let's let's say it's it's a decent terminal. It's, it's like the Dell of terminals. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's like mass-produced, you know, it, it's an you can old, work like, with it. It's an old Reinhardt laptop, yeah. Yeah. Reinhardt Industries laptop, yeah. Uh, they're a cheaper model uh, that's at least a couple generations old by now. And yeah, so you you hang her you you hand her this piece of equipment, and she actually gives a low whistle as if and begins checking it out, making a show of like appreciation. Uh, is very sarcastic and. Uh, there is that kind of bounce to her again where she's feeling cocky about this whole situation. Uh, but, you know, you do like a read of her vitals. Uh, I think you probably have like a limited ability to like just read a person's vitals at a glance, right? Uh, and you can tell by her heart rate that she is still very much like running on adrenaline and is very nervous about this whole thing, I think. Um, so, yeah, uh, the two of you uh, begin walking toward this drone, yeah? Or not this drone, but this uh, bomb. biroid, this yep. bomb. Yeah. Uh, you have already devolved one of your uh, your fellow biroids into just being a thing, just being a bomb. That's cool, I guess. Excuse me, I I, I misspoke. Um, I thought these I, I thought yeah. all these biroids had names. Yeah, that's uh, that's Terrence. Terrence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember, cool. and then uh, as an aside, I just have kind of a memory of when I like go to. Uh, 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 I, I, oh man, never mind. Let's scratch that. I can't think no, of anything. No, funny. let's let's do that aside because let's just Westworld this and confuse the audience as to like what point in the timeline are you in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just it, no. It's just like it's just like a moment where like I, I'm like getting off. I'm about to like get off an elevator and like and and like. Terrence is like getting on the elevator and we kind of do this thing where we like we step and we like almost like bump into each other and we both go left and we both go right and then we just sort of laugh it off and then like we, we walk past each other and I'm like oh yeah that's Terrence yeah just just spiroid things yeah yeah um okay so the two of you begin making your way toward Terrence the bomb and uh she's already like fiddling like basically the device you gave her is she has to like jack into the uh to the biroid uh, as opposed to like remotely connecting with it and she's commenting on how archaic this is is like really really and so you make it over to terrence um she uh sets up the uh laptop on the floor open um and goes to work to like open up the uh, this kind of panel in Terrence's arm and Jack's in there. She makes eye contact with you as she picks up this laptop and she says, uh, you ready to blow your mind? So keep in mind, I have a talent called Defensive SysOps uh, that basically says uh, when attempting to defend a computer system against intrusion or when someone attempts attempts to hack a computer owned or programmed by your character. Your character adds, uh, says two black symbols to their opponent's checks. Uh, so this essentially tells me that if, if my character has access to a computer system, when the intrusion takes place, they're automatically aware of any intrusion. I'm wondering if this might let me know if 
you know, if, if she, you know, for if this would let me know for, for, yeah, for certain, if she's doing anything that isn't defusing a bomb. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I think she is still trying to uh, gauge where you stand on things um, when she says that. So what kind of response do you have? Or do you just explain? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought it was funny to imagine you just uh, Zed in character just explaining the skill to her. Cynthia, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll have you know I have a tier one passive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, I'm sorry, what, what is Zed's reaction? Are you still, like, stone-faced because you've turned off, like, your motor functions for facial expressions, or do you say anything at all? Okay, I, uh, I want to snatch the computer away from her. She, I mean, she doesn't do anything about it. Um, she just holds her hands up and is like, whoa, whoa there. I, I, I want to see what she was doing. She, she hadn't done anything yet. She had just uh, picked up the laptop. Um, oh, I all, thought... she, all she's done is just like uh, set up, just like uh, physically using cables to jack into the uh, biroid. Okay, uh, I, I thought she, I thought she had already started. Uh, okay. All she's done is just uh, she's just done the prep work. Now she's picked up the laptop. She's yeah. looking at you, and she says uh, that picture. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I tell her. Cynthia, you know we can just shove this bomb out an airlock, too. We don't need to mess around with any of this. Cynthia, I'm, I'm curious about your cause. I, I may even be sympathetic to your cause. Because, as you can see, these high-command officers, they don't care for us biroids. They keep us in the dark. Uh, you know, there's no endgame for us in this world. But I, if you want to be my ally, that can happen. But I don't trust you. There's a moment there where she seems to not want to like play this game of being uh, uh, essentially exuding this bravado. Um, and there, I think there's enough distress there, reasonably so, I would think, Um that uh, I think you're going to need to like persuade her that you're being truthful, assuming that you are being truthful, uh, with a skill check. I'd say it's true enough. True enough? It, well, like, I, yeah. I mean, even what I said was kind of, you know, there, there were quite a few qualifying statements in there. I'm, I, I'm not... Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's pretty honest to Zed's motivations right now. So, okay, so what's the check we do? Okay, uh, you're going to do charm because you are you are working with your motivations, right? Uh, you can have a blue die. You're already getting another blue die from earlier, so you're rolling with two blue dice, your charm dice, um, and this is basically just going to be, I think, an average check. So two purples. Okay, two purples against my two blues and your, uh, I think, just two greens, I believe. Because you don't have charm. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's just tied to presence, which is just two. So you're just rolling two uh, greens. I'll use a story point for that as well. Any reds? No reds. Well, so one green, one yellow, two blues, two purples. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like an advantage symbol. Yeah, just an advantage. Where would you like the advantage to be? Because uh, basically you need one success to be able to do a thing, right? Sure. So uh, she, she doesn't buy it. Like, I know you were being truthful, but again... 
I felt like there was enough mistrust to warrant this role where you had yeah. to like persuade her of your attentions. Um, so she's still not quite sure what to think of it. Uh, I don't think she's moved in either direction of trusting you more or distrusting you more. She just hasn't moved from her just like confusion about this. Uh, what would you like your advantage to be? Uh, let me think. Could it be like a, a blue die on a future role? Maybe. Like I, I want to try to yeah translate it advantages into the story. to be like yeah. stories. So if you're vying for a blue die, that's okay. But like, what does that look like? Like, why would you be in? No, that? yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because so much of this is, you know, just it, it's more a psychological game rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, maybe. I, I don't know if th- this would be appropriate, but like maybe she is just starting to feel weak from all of this. You know, as as you said, she's been she's felt the rush of adrenaline in negotiating these circumstances, trying to accomplish whatever the hell she's trying to accomplish, and it's starting to wear on her. And maybe that has some impact down the road. Yeah. Okay. Then. Uh, yeah. Just note that you're potentially getting blue dye. So I tell Cynthia, it feels like we need to get, go back to negotiations. What do you think? I don't think you have enough time anymore. How do you know how much time this has? Because I set the bomb. And how much time's left on it? Well, when I checked the clock on that laptop there, I would say you have roughly 20 minutes now. So we do this my way, or we don't do it at all, and you lose out on a hanger and getting out of here anytime soon. It seems like what I have is either... I stand here with you, and I myself die and lose the hanger, or just the hanger goes. So, you know what? Uh, I I think we'll have to take our chances. And essentially, I uh, start taking her, or I, I indicate to my retinue to start taking her back to the corridor. I do want to roll her coercion from her threat. Uh, and all that's going to mean is potentially taking strain on your part. Uh, what's your discipline? Uh, it's just a career skill. So for will, willpower is three. All right. One failure, two threats. Okay. Uh, I think with the threats, she actually plays her hand a little bit. Uh, she is... You can tell from uh, from the way she is attacking the situation is that she... Uh, does not want to die, but she's also not trying to uh, stay on board the aspiration. Um, and so, I mean, very obviously this isn't going to her plan already. She's already been captured. Um, you're not letting her off the ship or metaphorically getting the escape helicopter out there robbing the bank, as it were, right? Um, and so I think with that two threats, we're just going to translate that into more strain for her. Um, basically why this matters is because, uh, when her strain reaches a certain point, um, she will either just stop being completely resistant. Uh, this is how social combat works, right? Um, if you exceed her strain, uh, threshold, she'll have to capitulate. She won't have a choice, right? Um, if you, uh, exceed half of her half of her strain um she would be more open to compromise and that's why like this uh strain tracking is important um but yeah okay so you take her to the uh, corridor where this all began 
Um, and I assume you issued the command to have the drone uh, try to push out the bomb, right? Yes. And I assume you, like, wordlessly communicate this, right? Or are you yeah. making yeah. a big show? I, uh, no, like, I, yeah. I really want to make sure she thinks that negotiations are still possible at this point. I, I mean, I essentially want to want to telegraph to her that, you know, it's basically that I think we need to go back to the drawing board on these negotiations because she's given me additional cause for concern. So I, I don't want to indicate to her that I'm moving any plan forward, but I want to talk to her and I, I, I want to talk to her in circumstances away from the bomb. Okay. As soon as you get outside of the hangar, then, uh, I assume that's when you begin moving the drone. Yeah, after, you know, so she should have no indication that that has happened, unless she maybe, you know, intuits it or or wants to guess at it. I mean, I think she's pretty fearful that this bomb is going off one way or the other, just in general, but I, I don't think she has enough information to even attempt to roll to figure that out. So, yeah, we're, we're just going to leave that, that, that she's clueless about this. Uh, so, yeah, um, as we get a shot of you turning the corner, and then we see the... Uh, a quick shot over to the uh, drone that begins uh, moving forward. We have like an over the uh, shoulder shot of this bulky drone um, beginning to uh, march forward to push the biroid out of the open hangar bay. Now that you have her by herself before like the drone actually hits the bomb, is there anything you want to say or are you just waiting for the... Yeah, okay, so, so um. I'm thinking about uh, something I want to say to something her. Something witty, something clever, a clever retort. <laughs> okay, so I I want to tell her, Cynthia, you had me for a moment there, but as I should have known, humans are chaotic creatures. They often act against their own interests, and I I think you are no different here. Unless you can prove me otherwise, I guess we should leave this ship. All right, let's actually have you roll to negotiate before we uh, figure out what's happening in the hangar bay. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> two advantages. She's not moving. You're obviously not moving. What do you want your advantages to be? I would love to have, like, some sort of tell as to her motivations. Like, either maybe she blurts something out or, you know, like, gives me something else. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, this, this sort of scenario is just so conversation based and like relatively static that like i i don't know what sort of things advantages could even be here beyond just that you know i'm trying to figure out additional context as to what's going on here like i wonder could it be uh you know something on her person that reveals something you know it might give me some useful piece of information a little aha moment or uh, would anything because i i just don't know anything else about her honestly would anything like what i've said make sense or would it have to be something else i think like the closest thing uh to what you said would, would be probably because if you want to learn about her you, you could definitely use these two advantages to learn about her um yeah. but it's going to yeah so would you rather learn about like a fear of hers perhaps yeah and I, I, that could be yeah. i could uh so let me see it's uh what strength flaw desire or fear for two advantages it would just be fear or strength that you'd be learning about okay uh, but again like you use this knowledge to your advantage later that's that's the whole point of having those uh characteristics yeah i'll, I'll learn about her fear okay her fear is falling in love with you no i'm kidding <laughs> 
she is her fear is that she is afraid afraid of someone basically you learn that uh, you don't know she hasn't betrayed anything that would tell you who uh, but you can tell that she's doing this because she is uh, fearful of uh, of someone for something um, so I know that's not much but it's a start okay uh, I, I like I think you could use that information sure yeah yeah just that there's someone out there she's afraid of and that's motivating her to some extent I mean actually like I'll just I'll just say it like she is afraid like she is generally afraid of whatever this bedrock is and that that is what's driving her okay uh to fanatically do this thing okay but as she's already de- uh demonstrating as, as we already talked about doesn't really she doesn't want to die for this cause either whatever this hill she's fighting on she doesn't want to die on this hill so that that's what you learn out of the situation. It's uh, I think narratively is this tense, quiet moment as you're waiting for any sort of response, and she just seems to be doubling down. But you're also like processing with well your thyroid processors uh, all the information that you have so far, and I think this is the conclusion that you reach. Um, sure. That said, yeah. uh, we get a shot of the drone marching to push the uh, bomb out okay. or I, sp- I suppose like expediently trying to tackle or like knock this uh just bounce this bomb out right that's what you were picturing is like literally pushing well, it's, it's not going it's not going crazy it's not like a football player here it's like you know it goes over it lifts it up it just starts walking to the door. All right. Uh, once it gets within a few meters, uh, because I'm apparently using meters now, the red lighting in his chest begins uh, that ab- uh, that pulsating uh, red light in his chest uh, begins to pulsate faster. And before he even makes contacts, uh, contact, we see uh, the explosion just absolutely take the entire hangar. It engulfs the shuttle there. The crates and stuff that was stored there began to fly against the walls or even out into space. Uh, now, this is already a sort of quote-unquote open-air hangar to begin with. Uh, so there's no, like, hole breach, but we definitely see, like, the structure that makes up the hangar, like, bend and twist, and there is a large fire on the hangar, and the ship uh, rocks and lurches. The shuttle is gone. Uh, the hangar is not really safe for humans, or much less like the clone workforce to enter now. And I think that's where we're going to leave off, is with yet another okay. explosion. I, I I got a little line for Cynthia. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Well, Cynthia, it looks like you'll be staying here a little bit longer. All music featured is provided by one of our players, Solly, whose SoundCloud can be found in the show notes. If you have any questions or want the latest news on the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at StarshotPod, and we'll see you among the stars.